You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. For this episode, we're revisiting a conversation from earlier this year on how liquidity asset management can help maximize county revenues. NYSAC's Executive Director Stephen Aquario is joined by Joe Rulison of 3 Plus 1 Advisors to discuss new technology, financial forecasting, and planning for the future. Thank you for joining us today and taking some time to talk about money. And with us here to talk about money is our partner, Joe Rulison, the Chief Executive Officer of a New York company called 3 Plus One. Joe, can you tell us a little bit about 3 Plus One and what, it, what do you do for local governments in New York State? 3 Plus One is a fintech company. We work with public entities in helping them look at their liquidity. And we do liquidity analysis and provide data on an ongoing basis. Having that information allows you to have great confidence in what money you have, where you have it, and is it being put to use at its maximum opportunity while also looking at all other aspects that you have, whether it be um, the way you uh, look at your banking, to uh, the fees that you're being charged, to how you even do your refinancing or your financing. Um, Do you have all the appropriate information and data for the rating agencies? So when you combine all that together, it allows us to have a very unique service, the only company of its kind in the country that uh, has a a complete focus on public entities and the members that you serve, Steve. Sounds pretty important, Joe, what you just described. Joe, you're a, a public treasurer yourself. You're very uniquely qualified to work in this field and understand the public finance, finance issues facing local government officials. You're also an honorary trustee and past chair of the board of St. Fisher College and Geneva Theater. You've served as a local government town board member. You've served as the chair of the uh, Monroe Industrial Development Authority. You're familiar and currently serve with the Monroe Water Authority. Uh, You're very qualified to talk about these types of issues. What is it like in, in your experience working in local government? Steve, having uh, served in these different capacities, it really has allowed uh, the opportunity to also being a former government banker and a market president for a major bank and uh, a private business owner to really have a 360 perspective. I'm looking at the value of cash and looking at um, all the different aspects that weigh on the shoulders of a public treasurer and a public official. With all that today and with the increased scrutiny Um, from, I think, all levels of government and also social media. It just puts a fiduciary responsibility on the shoulders of a public official that I think are far greater than they ever have been. And with that being the case, if three plus one can be a resource to help alleviate some of that stress and know that in times of where you go through um, financial stresses, whether they be health-related, such as what we've seen with COVID-19, whether they be natural uh, disaster or whether they be human inflicted, um, those kind of uh, situations, you need to know that 
liquidity and having the opportunity of having the dollars to manage through those situations are there. And to know that you can have the peace of mind is what we've really strived um, to provide is our culture and our core value at three plus one is to exceed expectations. And we're really in the very fibers of how it is to be a public official and what they need to be responsible for, but how we can help them to know that everything's being covered so they can put their attention towards those that they serve is of most importance to us. Joe, you work in a highly regulated world, the financial world, very regulated, uh, very serious. There's a lot of big words, a lot of fancy words in the banking and the financial industry, like fintech. I don't even know what that means, fintech, but it sounds important. Here's my question to you, liquidity, another big word. Uh, not a lot of people can truly understand liquidity. Uh, liquidity is very important for budgeting and financial projections and predictions, uh, financial forecasting and budgeting. Can you talk about why liquidity is important? How can the lessons learned, the modeling of liquidity analysis, help those in local government for budgeting and financial forecasting? You know, see, that's a, a great point and something that I think when we look back, the amount of data that was able to be um, accumulated both now and also as you go through the pathway of recovery, that information of something that was, I mean, this, what we went through with COVID-19 is as big as the Great Depression. And it is something that's going to affect for generations to come. And having that information to be able to see do we have the dollars that are going to be necessary to carry on the services that we provide and to those we serve? The difference between cash flow and liquidity is the following. Cash flow are your ebbs and flows of dollars that occur on a monthly or a quarterly or a yearly basis. Liquidity is every financial transaction that goes through an entity by how you see it, but also how your bank sees it two different worlds. And that's been one of the big uh, important parts of knowing that when you have the money come in and then you have it go out, it doesn't mean that it is all transacted at the same time. How your bank then transacts it on their side is a whole different world, which means that you have the ability of dollars sort of being in um, a period of when you actually need it versus when you think you need it. And that's really important is that so many times money is left on the table because you think you need it. And therefore it is um, left at a point that even where rates are right now, do not get uh, into the trap of thinking that there's no value to cash. There is. There's banks out there right now, community banks that are willing to pay 25, 30, even more basis points on your deposits. So the idea of thinking it may be only worth zero or it may be worth two or three or four basis points that is not the case. There is a great opportunity to still make money within it, but you have to know what money you have and the liquidity is gonna let you know exactly when you need it based on what the demands are uh, within um, your entity from a financial uh, perspective. The other part, Steve, that I think is important is that we're going through and what will not only be noted with uh, COVID-19 as a pandemic from a health perspective, but it also has been a digital revolution that's occurring. And it has allowed us to do exactly what we're doing. I think a year ago at this time, 
public entities would not have been thinking of using Zoom to communicate one-on-one. -on -one. Today, it just shows you the power of technology and it's only getting better and better, which means that there's a need to be able to prepare to use technology in your favor, both in terms of financial transactions and how we communicate, but also how we protect, protect against fraud as well. Okay, so you just said a lot there. Let's take that last point, uh, technology and banking, and let's marry them together. You mentioned that uh, COVID has forced technology uh, into a greater use in the financial community, our banking community. Uh, the way we used to bank as consumers is likely going to change. We're likely going to see re more remote banking uh, taking place here. Let's apply these lessons that we learned in 2020 and predict them or project them into 2021 with municipalities and local government and technology. You have to have information in this digital world. And the more information you have about your cash, your assets as a local government will better position you to use the financial markets out there to maximize your interest rates. Do you see changes? Do you see RFPs for banking services becoming more prevalent? Do you see the relationships? I have many banker friends. They're fantastic people. They truly care about their deposits. They care about their customers, their clients. They wanna work hard for them. How do you see the relationship in the banking industry and county governments and local governments in New York State? I think, Steve, it's extremely important to know that the banks play a vital role in terms of how we all operate. They are the financial backing of what we need and the safety for having the dollars placed where they are. What's interesting is that the banks have been very much on the edge of uh, technology and really pushing technology. However, with the public world, technology and to adapt it just takes longer. And it's mainly because of just having the resources to do it and having the comfort of knowing, you know, we're handling tax dollars. We want to know everything's safe and it's going to run smoothly. So with that, this has really been something that the banks have been pushing and are hoping for. It just has been taking a little bit longer and COVID basically had has pushed everything up, which I think is from that standpoint, if there is a silver lining to everything and I'm not... Uh, a believer that you want a pandemic to have any silver linings, but in this case, it has helped public entities to be very efficient, has had them learn what does it mean to work remotely? What does it mean to communicate with one another in this fashion? And at the same point, to be able to be as efficient as possible while also being extremely careful and being able to protect yourself. So I think you're gonna see less bank branches um, the banks have already been in the process of that, and uh, I think it's been one that you'll see a consolidation of uh, branches. That doesn't mean you can't bank. As we all are understanding, we can bank based on uh, using uh, online banking and other forms of technology. And that's going to continue to change as we get into the world of, uh, of uh, blockchain and other forms of technology that will develop. But it'll take some time to have a comfort level that we can do it in a very smooth way and in a way that everything is protected so that we don't have any risk that's involved. The larger banks are tending to provide very strong services on technology. The community banks are providing 
more of deposit type of based products in terms of a little bit better rates. So you want to sort of blend the two together. And that's why it's so important that you don't have just necessarily one bank that you're working with. You want to have multiple relationships and partnerships because they're partners to you in the community. You want to be partners back. So I think you'll see an increase. That's one of the reasons why we've been um, really being uh, proactive in offering the RFP prep, which is the first of its kind online banking RFP service, gets rid of all the paper, makes it easy, efficient, but the pricing variations that you're seeing, I think it's a much more competitive market. The other part, Steve, is as we see rates stay low, having been a government banker, this is when the spreads to banks get a little bit thinner in terms of a year after year of lower rates and in their equation of developing liquidity modeling. So as a result, you're gonna find that you probably see some pressure on bank fees going up. And this is why it's good to keep that in check and be able to talk to your bankers. Strong relationship with your bankers is essential. They need to know, and with, this goes back to your other question, if they know your liquidity and they know that you have dollars that have a longer life period to them than what you think, or what they think, that only makes it stronger so they can do things on their balance sheet to give you the highest rates possible, or else put you in other types of vehicles that can give you higher rates that don't put the pressure on their balance sheet. Same thing with your community banks, is that on all sides of your banking relationship, talk to the bigger banks about your technology, talk to your community banks about rates, and between that, I think you really get a, a suite of services that are absolutely incredible towards what's important to you in terms of public banking. So the three plus one uh, cash vest liquidity analysis program, not only helps the treasurer, the New York treasurer or treasurers around the United States, but in this particular case, the New York treasurer who, who do outstanding job, dedicated public servants, but the liquidity analysis enables the treasurer or the controller uh, the county controller to better understand the amount of money that they have on hand on any given day at any given time. Uh, but it also in following up what you were just saying, it's incredibly beneficial to the banking relationship because now the bank has a better idea of the length of time that this cash that's on deposit in their bank from the county is available. Uh, is it, it, with more predictability, the bank can use that cash so it sounds like having liquidity analysis benefits the taxpayer, but it also helps the community bank where this deposit is made, that that can again be reinvested into their community and help in other economic development projects. Exactly, Steve. What, what is really interesting is in um, 2020, the liquidity data was able to provide um, the bank's a good opportunity of what liquidity was needed as well as a public entity. If you know that you're going into something, you're trying to figure out how much money do I have? If you have that data, you've got the, the confidence in using that data to make decisions. And that allows you to make decisions on what kind of services I need at the same point, how long do I have money available for? But even with rates coming down the way they did in 2020, we had entities that were making six, seven figure increase increases in their uh, interest income, as well as finding ways to enhance the rating because of the data that they were able to use the rating agencies, being able to um, predict if they what they need to borrow and how much they'll need to borrow at the same point, uh, look at what their bank fees are to know if their bank fees are in line and if there's pressures on those, have the conversation, what 
to laser in on that targeted conversation with the bankers. And at the same point, just knowing that you've got a way of, of a recovery out of, of something that is so great as what we saw with COVID-19. All of that combined shows you the power of the liquidity analysis. And it's really giving you that confidence um, for a treasurer or for a director of finance and for a board to know, do we have the money and is the money in line? And one of the great things that I think has been helpful is that we have an MC forecast uh, liquidity model that lets you look out as to the future. And back in March, we were providing liquidity forecasts for our clients that were going into now. And we were saying, your position is much stronger than you think it is, and this is how you're gonna weather the storm. And it was so accurate, within 95% accuracy, that is by taking historical data and looking to and placing different factors as what if, so you're able to get a real good idea of what are, where are we gonna stand during this time and how are we gonna get out of this? And what's amazing with this, we kept saying, well, sales tax is in the quarter, which was the second and third quarter, we felt there was gonna be a rebound of sales tax in the fourth quarter. And sure enough, we're finding that to be the case, Steve. Those kind of projections and that kind of information is so helpful as you're getting ready to predict what your budget's gonna be, what the implication is gonna be, and are we as in tough shape as we think we are? Do we have a de deficit? How do we deal with the deficit? How do we fill budget gaps? Or how do we use our cash more effectively for the future? So all of those roll into liquidity, which I think have major bearing on helping a public entity be as efficient, but also finding new sources of revenue uh, during these kind of times of stress. Joe, I've learned a lot over the years from the former Schoharie County Treasurer, Bill Cherry. Uh, many years served as the Treasurer of Schoharie County. He now works with 3 Plus One. He believes in the Cash Vest program and has been helping other New York officials understand this. You've stated that proactive investment management of cash will be paramount. Uh, how can we maximize our interest on these short-term deposits? It seems to me that we need to be looking under every rock, uh, everywhere we possibly can to ensure that we can maximize our interest on short-term deposits. Can you talk for a few minutes about that? Sure, and I think um, having Bill on our team, we're absolutely thrilled with, and the expertise and depth that he brings to us has been absolutely amazing. And when Bill looks at our information and sees the implications of what we've done for public entities um, over the years, he's been just amazed by it. But again, it comes back to having the data. The more data you can have to be able to predict what money you need, when you need it, and at the same point, the charts that we provide show you a holistic picture of all cash. And it's usually the first time that a treasurer, and this is what Bill says, this is the first time you can really see everything because with the public entity, deal with a number of banks, have a lot of different bank accounts, getting one picture to be able to see how is that cash? Where, what is the total amount of cash? And when do I need it? And what is the duration of time? is so helpful for them to then put a strategy together. Had you back two years ago used our strategy, we still have clients that are locked in at two, two and a half percent because they took that information and saw that they could have locked in for two, three, four, five years. And so there are a number of clients that are still seeing uh, significant returns because of the data. Now we're not a registered investment advisor. We're not a financial advisor or a bank. We're purely data. 
But the more that you can have the power of that data, the more decisions you can make, Steve, to be able to say, this is where I want to put my money. And when I'm talking to somebody about what the value of my money is, we're giving real data and real information for the other side, the financial institution, to understand what it is that that's being said, and we've got actual proof to show you this is what the value of that cash is. So, and I think Bill has been so impressed with that. And to see where you can look at the counties over the years that have used us, that are, have seen millions of dollars of income generated, but not only previous to 2020, but in 2020 and in 2021 and beyond. And it's not just, it's not just rates, it's looking at what is the most effective way in terms of using the banking to make sure you're using the technology to get the greatest use of your liquidity while protecting those tax dollars. And it's important to know that if we can help the bank understand your liquidity and they can put technology in and can put fraud measures in, just think the amount of money you're saving your taxpayers by, they're not being fraud. And we've seen the number of cyber attacks that have occurred with malware over the, even in the, I think it was in December, there was a, a group of different um, entities that were hacked healthcare entities and public entities that had that kind of issue to deal with. The amount of time it takes, the amount of money it takes, that all adds up. And those are the kind of intrinsic, intrinsic value that you bring into this kind of a service. Joe, uh, credit rating uh, agencies, very important. Moody's, uh, these are very important standard and poor's. These are important entities to local governments. The, the rating of a local government's finances is important mm -hmm. uh, to protect taxpayers, inform the public, uh, the position, the financial strengths and weaknesses of that local government. Can you talk to us a little bit about why using a liquidity analysis is important to a rating agency. And if you have that, uh, are these agencies going to be looking at local debt differently versus if you did not have a liquidity analysis, both, both quantitative and qualitative uh, analysis, uh, why are these uh, liquidity analysis important to rating agencies? The, the rating agencies, Steve, have been placed in a greater level of um, attention to liquidity. They want to know how, in fact, if you're going to raise money, or you're going to go out into the market, how you're going to pay it back. And how sound of an organization are you as an entity that you have the ability of paying back what it is that you're borrowing? And also, are you going to keep coming back? Or is this for the purpose that um, is it short term or is it longer term? We, I know when we did a podcast back and Bill did one with uh, Terry Ross, uh, the treasurer of Allegheny County, she had mentioned how she took her analysis and gave it to the rating agency. And she said she got an incredible rating and they were very complimentary of um, the liquidity data that we were able to provide. And the amount of data we have behind it, number of different charts, and it is extremely in detail so that a, an agency has the comfort of knowing that there's a lot of homework that's been done. And Terry said with her uh, refinancing, she saved over a million three in uh, annual savings, which is just incredible. We have another entity, a city down in South Carolina that took our report and gave it to S&P. And they actually said that allowed them to get a higher rating. And so it's all those parts, you know, it's just something that will help provide 
greater understanding that a lot of homework has been done, a lot of analysis has been done, and here is the data to Raging Agency to say, if we're telling you that this is where we are, the data will show you that we've got a third party that's providing that. And every single ability to either maintain or to better your rating means it's a, a greater, less that you have to pay in terms of those that are uh, taken on your debt, which comes back as a positive to those that you're serving your taxpayers. And as it's been interesting is that we believe that as we've seen with uh, New York State, the rate, credit rating agencies have been taking a negative outlook on public entities in general. And so we're just trying to stop that. We're trying to stop and show there is some real positive perspectives that our analysis can show that can be helpful to either maintain or to continue to enhance what your uh, credit rating is. Well, whether you're working in public health, whether you're working in mass transit and water districts, mental health, or you're the county treasurer or county controller, having data these days is is the is the way to go post covid uh cash flow analysis i'm so proud of the fiscal stewardship that these public servants at the county level have performed uh, over the years we have wonderful dedicated public servants that work as our county treasurers and our controllers really managing the public fisc and they've done it so admirably over over the years but i'm also so proud that so many of them have been partnering with three plus one, have been embracing what you're talking about here with liquidity, being able to have this information, especially these days in these tough, tough days, working remotely. So having this ability to have this financial dashboard presented by uh, CashVest and three plus one has just been so valuable and has helped so many local governments counties and school districts in New York State. Uh, I'll leave it at that, Joe. I did want to say thank you uh, for all you're doing uh, for the counties of New York. I know you're working around the United States as well, but on behalf of the New York counties, I did want to thank you for all the great work that you're doing. And just uh, any last words that you wish to give? Um, thanks so much, Stephen. We feel the same way about NYSEC and our partnership uh, with you and also to your members. I will say, the data that has been accumulated through 2020 and 2021 will be so helpful in terms of how to deal with the future. And we believe future is very bright, one with great opportunity, opportunity to be able to make more money, opportunity to save more money, but to be efficient and to know we're here for each other. And we're here for each other through communications, through technology and ways to be of support will only make us stronger so we thank you, Steve. We thank all of your members and those that we've worked with and, and those that we'd love to work with to know that we're making a difference in the communities we serve and just making New York State stronger and better and in the rest of the, the country as well. Thanks for helping to break down some of these tough terms, uh, big words, uh, and making it relevant for New Yorkers. Joe Rulson, the Chief Executive Officer of 3 Plus 1 Cash Fest Program. Thank you. Thank you, Steve.